Welcome to How You Living, a modern-day real estate and living style show, offering a platform that is a perfect fit for the home and the community you want to create. Your host is LaTanya Jr. This is a place where transparent conversations and best practices are transformed into action and the changes you want to see. Now, here is LaTanya. Welcome home. Welcome home. It's that time again. How you living? How you living? And I have to tell you, today is such a special show uh, for a lot of different reasons. For those that have listened in the past and will continue to listen, the soul and being transformative and living your best life is my thing. It's what I do. It's how I breathe. And my intentions are to bring the best, the masters um, in the market. And I have been, some could say stalking, following an extraordinary full circle designer. She's fluid and everything she touches is functional. But I I think um, what I really want to make sure we understand is that design is a health thing. It changes who we are. It increases our capacity as humans. And so just to acquire something is one thing, but to connect with design and health and the forms of, you know, all forms of touch and spirituality is another thing. And not many people can do that. That's a high conscious level. And so we're going to deep dive, and I'm going to give you a, a little deep dive on Denise Joy Hart. And she has a wonderful show on YouTube called Thrifty Fly DIY. But she also will come in your home and transform your home. So she gives you all these great ideas and suggestions. But I'm going to give you a few numbers and then she's going to join the show. And you're going to find out some things, how to start, um, how to finish, what you're looking for, how to find your bliss, um, wonderful cloths. We're going to just... Keep this thing organic. But but I want you to think about this. There's 139 million homes in America, right? There's 328 million Americans. And the interior design, a lot of you guys are really getting it because interior design is expected to increase almost 6% between now and 2028. That is a huge deal. People are like, I'm just not buying a home. I need to make sure that I understand that a home should have joy and should improve the quality of my life. Go ahead and look up interior design. And the Wikipedia said it increases the quality of your life. And Denise is going to take us there. You know, I always say, hey, Denise Joy Hart. Man, that's a cool name. It was meant to be. She brings <laughs> joy to the heart. And that being said, she's a multi-passionate designer. She's a veteran speaker. She's an entrepreneur. I'll let her tell you about the education part. Um, she is a soul on purpose, and she understands the destination of home ownership, the value of living, the value of design. And now I'm going to welcome Denise Joy Hart to the show. Welcome home, Denise. <laughs> Hey, hey, thank you so much, man. That was awesome. <laughs> that was the truth, girl. <laughs> Queen. <laughs> well, thank you. I am I am more than excited to be here. Let let's get it. Let's get. You know, I have a question for a designer. How does it feel to wake up in your home? Ooh, listen. It is sublime. 
Every morning I have rituals, which I hope most of your listeners do, whether you meditate or you move or you pray or you just honor your, you know, being here and present. Um, I honor my home. I speak words of love. I thank and show appreciation and gratitude when I wake up. I say things like, thank you so I have a nickname for my home. I call my home, home house. Thank you, home house. Thank you for nurturing me. Thank you for being my haven. Thank you for being my sanctuary. Thank you for being a place that most people don't want to leave once they come in. So uh, it's sublime to be in my home. You know, it's so funny that you said that because I'm always thinking about the designer's home and how they feel. But it's so interesting because I was doing some research. I, I sort of deep dive and I was like, what does design do to mental health? And did you know, and I'm sure you do, um, it was talking about how when you wake up, how your home's design actually can alter your mood and it alters 100%. her room and it, it even changes your blood pressure. I didn't know. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, first of all, most of the material in a home, quite a bit, more typically, is it's natural material. So it's a living thing. Wood is is still alive. It it expands. It contracts. That's the only way that it can. And so just even the materials one chooses to put in the space will also affect um, affect you from your emotions, from um, your mindset, uh, from uh, how you shift. So you could go from one room to another room, and many people already know this subconsciously. They say, you know, I need to get out of this room. This room oh, is God. making me feel X, Y, Z. I need to go into the bedroom. Right? Wherever the room is that needs to help them uh, increase what they feel is deficient in the moment, they will go in that space. Or they might say, I need to go out on the patio, which is an outdoor room, right, outdoor space. And it doesn't matter if it's just a small front porch or if it's a large palatial spread in the backyard because I need to re-up or re-energize. So we subconsciously, innately are already aware of this mechanism at play, how our room, which is what also drives most people to do either a refresh or a major overhaul in their home to redesign it because they understand their, their space no longer supports the way they need to feel and think. Wow. So here's a question, because so many people, you know, uh, will say the most important rooms in the home is a kitchen and a bathroom. I happen not to quite agree for my living style, but if you were approaching this with a client and our listening audience and they're trying to figure this all out, what would be one of the most important rooms you think uh, with your expertise the, to start on to create that trick, you know, that pass along? Like, so the which bedroom. one would that be? The bedroom? The bedroom. Mm-hmm. 100%. Agree. It would be the bedroom, Latanya, because... You know, when we, when we lay down to rest, it is the restorative and the repair and sort of the recalibration of the both physical and mental expression of ourselves. That's where that happens. Oh, yes. It happens in that environment and it happens during that time period, hopefully of anywhere between seven to nine hours. And so you want to create an environment, a feeling and a space that will support that well. So, for example, are you a person who then needs to have uh, 
almost 100% blackout, you know, or darkness. So you need the appropriate type of window coverings or window treatments to, to, to acquire that. Do you, are you a person who needs a little bit of sound, but you need maybe some soothing water? Uh, or something like that, or maybe puffs of, of aromatherapy where you can even hear that for the auditory to support you to go into that meditative slumber. But so that requires you to get to know yourself. And if you don't, then a good designer is going to help you uncover the sensory elements that you need to support that kind of restorative energy that needs to be in your bedroom. That means no that- TVs in the bedroom. That means no TVs in the bedroom. No. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. I, my, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, it's, I have to share this. I took care of a soul partner uh, recently and a, a person that was just so connected to me at all different levels. And she ended up with cancer mm. and I brought her to my home and she passed mm. in my home and she passed in my master bedroom. And um, mm. she just passed um, um, over the holidays. And that being said and done, I have to tell you, Denise, I couldn't sleep in the room, not because I felt morbid, mm. but I felt a disconnect that I hadn't had. Mm. And I painted the room two different colors. And just Friday, I woke up and I was very tearful and I painted it green. And let me tell ah. you, it, I slept in the room last night. It is so peaceful. I can't stop looking at it. I cannot. This is my testimony that you are absolutely correct. And and my mother said to me who flew in, she said, it's just such a pretty green. And I said, there's over 800 greens. Can you imagine? I got one. It's so tranquil and peaceful. And it yeah. almost is an, yeah. an awakening for me. So enough about me. But I can't say much, say enough how correct you are. So here's a question then. Um, if everybody can't get a Denise Joy Hart, because I can't, I love saying that name. Denise, Denise Joy Hart, <laughs> darling. Um, how do people start the idea concept? Does it flow or what are your thoughts? You know, I know we all find our blitz a different way, but what, how does the, you know, there are people that go, I don't even know where where to put a sofa, but where do we get to that place where we can start to develop who we are in a house? So I have this philosophy within the method that I created that supports or embodies the design principles that I use, which is called the Faraha method of joyful design. And Faraha just happens to be Swahili for joyful and gladness and happiness. And so within this, this philosophy, one of the principles is that you want to honor yourself. So I really believe that uh, folk should sit with themselves and be very, very truthful about what they love in the room, meaning that which uplifts them and what has either lost that quality or was never there. And anything that's in that second category, you should create a timeline by which you replace everything on that list so that it reflects the first category, which means everything in the room you love and it uplifts you. And I do mean everything. Anything that's in that second category is robbing you of the necessary kinetic energy to be vibrating at your highest best self and producing at your highest best self. Correct. So so here's a question. When we look at that room 
and we sort of decide what we love. Does it have to match or it's just our uh, hodgepodge of, no. of beauty? No, 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 no. So I don't believe in matching. Okay. okay. I just, I don't, I mean, because design is not ultimately about matching. Uh, design I said, is about I said a bad word. Denise was like, no, 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 Ooh, no, Lord, no. The ruler came. <laughs> no, 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 no. So it is about integrating pattern, color, texture, scale in a way that creates harmony, literally spiritual harmony for the people who come into that room. That you feel the harmony. And so as a result, you don't have to worry about matching, but you do want to concern yourself with the quality of how you feel, what it, what it provokes from you and to you, within you, and then perhaps even directed back towards the item, that there's a reciprocal exchange of that energy of, of appreciation and gratitude and love and upliftment. So you don't have to worry about matching. But yet, if you end up, I, in fact, I'm working with a client right now uh, she just has a real love for sort of a burnished kind of a bronze aged burnished. So inherently she loves it so much. She tends to pick almost everything in that same shade. She brought me in because she recognized she had enough sense and wherewithal to recognize, yes, I love that, but there's too much of it. So she brought me in to then bring the balance and harmony that she could not bring herself or perhaps didn't even quite really understand how to achieve. Okay, so at some point you may need not a a designer to redesign the whole space. You may be actually really good at selecting the things that you love, but you may need someone then to really put that bow on it, create that balance and harmony so that you say, man, I I have all the pieces. I just didn't know how to coordinate them all together. Correct. It's so interesting. I'm listening to you and I'm just sitting here thinking Einstein said, um, when a person knows a subject matter so well, they can make the most complicated architect design feel simple. And with that being said, because y- your clarity, I mean, you just got it. I'm sitting here writing, taking notes in, in regards to how I approach my different rooms. Explain to me, because I want people to understand the level if they call on you. Because um, I'm sure you can design probably even through Zoom for some people and give advice. And I don't know if you have some design <laughs> courses. I do. For the, I yeah. Do. So, so we're we're gonna get to that. Some design courses and things like that. Give me your depth of passion because it is quite different. You know, I know people in this space, <sighs> but um, when I saw you a couple of years ago on Facebook, I didn't know you were a designer, but I had said something you had did. I said I would buy that because you actually are an artist, though. Let's kick that up a notch. Yeah. I mean, you do. Yeah. <laughs> You, 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 but, but what does that passion feel like to you coming? Is it just, I, I'm trying to get to that, how you're wired. Um, um, it's, because it's, you have this genius level approach to this. That's just so, it's, it's sexy. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I'm all, I'm all for that. I think I, as a very young child, I was artistically inclined probably from the womb. I just... Uh, I could draw, but what I loved, I was clearly very tactile. I love to take found objects from things in the, I mean, literally things I found on the, you know, on the curb or just in the yard, or I love to take found objects because I love texture. I love the tactile quality. And so as a result, that is, is very much a part of my aesthetic as a designer. The, the, uh, I love to mix 
blend or create harmony between various textures and patterns because it creates um, uh, beauty and intrigue and interest for both your, your, your physical eye and your spiritual eye when you come into, into a space. It adds a certain sort of um, charged up energy, but in a really harmonious and a good feeling way when you come into a space. You know how people say, oh, we just feel good in here. Well, that's yes. really what they're referring to. And so I like to, for example, frame fabric art. I absolutely adore uh, Cuba cloth. It's like my one of my big fabric passions. Cuba cloth is That's in from Central West Central African, Africa, West Africa, Central correct. Africa. Yes, uh, either either you really can't have two forms, and uh, there are these patternings and symbols. And I wish I knew what every single one of them meant. I'm certain they must mean something specific, but I just love the contrast and the energy that they bring. So I like to do framed art excuse me, fabric, but I also encourage people, believe it or not, Latanya, that they can take, uh, say maybe they had a favorite uh, dress from a grandparent. They can cut cuttings out of that and frame that art, that fabric as wall art and create a motif out of it. And I've done that before and people have wept at the finished product because they have both the memory of their loved one, they have the energy, right? Because their loved one wore that, and we know that fabric holds energy, and they have that in their space, and they say, I would have never thought to do that. So that's okay. That's why you bring someone like me on board to say, let's try this. Let's be curious about that. Let's consider this. I also do uh, paintings, and I tend to paint what I do on fabric. So I tend to paint on mud cloth, which is my chosen canvas. I love to bring the uh, energy and the dimension of my ancestral uh, heritage and uh, uh, blend it with sort of a pop, pop art almost, sort of Andy Warhol, but I use a lot of patterning, so it's not quite right. Andy Warhol. But at any rate, uh, more Romar Bearden, I believe, than anyone, actually, um, who was in collages, <laughs> you know, the famed artist. And to blend those energies to, together. Um, but yeah, I was a tactile art child. I loved art. I could draw from a very young age. So I also understood color theory from a very young age. I just, I don't know, I was born with it, quite honestly. And so um, I, it's a gift. I assumed everybody else would have to do it. I just, right thought, well, don't you understand that this goes here and how this color complements this color and all this sort of thing? And people are saying, well, how do you know that? I said, well, just like two plus two is two is four. Two plus two I is four. Begin to under- I appreciate that I actually had a gifting in that area and I wanted to honor it at the highest level because it is, it is a... It is a uh, divine download sort of gift. Well, you, know? you know what I'm going to do? Um, We're going to have to go to a commercial, but this is what I want to do because okay. I wanted to hold you there because I'd love that part where you say to combine. When we get back from this break, let's talk about how do you take two individuals in a home with completely opposite different taste and styles and even personalities. And it'd be interesting to see how do you blend people together under one roof where you find a sense of peace and harmony and design. On that note, we'll be right back with How You Living. Thank you. We're with Denise Joy Hart. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. 
visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel it's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health wealth and happiness are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts then tune in to the forbes factor with celebrity tv host and inspirational icon forbes riley she's a best-selling author and tv fitness expert and you know her from qvc and hsn now she brings her expert advice and guests to the voice america influencers channel tune in live every wednesday at 11 a.m pacific time and 2 p.m eastern time for the forbes factor we get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to How You Living. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to How You Living Show at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome home, welcome home. We're here with Denise Joy Hart. I wanted you to make sure. Uh, why I'm thinking about this. I want to make sure you check out her YouTube channel um, and, you know, Google her, 50 Fly DIY with Denise Joy. And her website is um, Heart, uh, heart what, I think it's HeartTheSale.com. Uh, the mm-hmm. And then you can find her on Facebook. And you can also find How You Live In um, on uh, Facebook and stay connected with us. Before we went to break, um, she she um, struck a nerve, and I thought about all the people that live in the same home, and how do they collaborate and bring together their design and spirit? Because this thing called interior design is so much bigger than something just visual. It's a central thing. It, it changes our, as I said earlier, our, our blood pressure. Um, the intention of inter- uh, design is to increase the quality of life. And so, Denise. How do you do that if you have two people on opposite ends of the uh, <laughs> of the block when it comes to design and concept? You know, we see people fighting over just the type of house to buy, much less how to design it. Absolutely, that's a fantastic question. So, one of the very first steps that I have in my in my process is a lifestyle assessment, and it's digital. So, the clients actually just did a property, uh, a mid-century modern home. And I was redoing one room, and we were moving on to do other rooms. But the first step is to do this digital lifestyle 
design assessment. And it's a series of, of categories and questions in those categories. And so in a situation where there are uh, two individuals, let's just say two, let's say two partners with their husband and wife or whatever, they then do that together. And then we have a scheduled uh, meeting where I go through the assessment. Of course, I get it beforehand so that I can review it. And usually, if someone hasn't participated, I can tell. I can tell right away. So then I use the in-person consultation to move through that with both parties there, which is, again, the process that I did with this this, uh, home I was referencing a minute ago, so that I can then ask questions. And you really take on the role of almost a coach. I wouldn't, yes. Sometimes the designers say counselors or therapists, but I would never use the term, I'm a coach. I'm coaching you to move into alignment with that which is uh, going to create the type of environment that helps you function at your highest best self, both inside your home and outside your home. And so then I can ask certain questions and say, well, can, I would like to give you some homework and give them, you know, sort of deadlines. And so on, because this is also about finances, right? Because you're paying for this service and most people don't want to waste money. So they are more right. inclined to get on board quicker. I didn't say quickly, but quicker because they don't want right. to keep using up those dollars in this part of the process. They want to move on to the fun stuff, the picking, et cetera, et cetera. But so I tend to be a coach pointing out the positives and so on and so forth or how to arrive at a compromise that is win-win in some instances. And getting them to understand that it's about win-win, not me versus you. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that um, because as you're speaking, I'm thinking that if the parents or whomever's in the home is putting that much investment and in they're part of it, you know, I have seen some really horrible kid rooms. Um, and I happen <laughs> yeah. to believe, um, <laughs> I happen to believe that a child is a, a beautiful canvas and what you put around them, it helps them to design or discover their self-worth and identity. And so when it comes time for that kid's room, um, how important is it and what age or something should people start to approach design? Um, does it matter if the bedroom sure. is blue or pink or yellow or green or should there be should there be animation on the wall or cartoons or 3D? What What are your thoughts? Well, here's here's the thing about that. You know, I have a, you know, I think every every person we have an interesting interesting complicated life, and so when I was um, very young, my parents were divorced at the age of seven, which then my, me and my siblings, my mother raised us as a single mom, and unfortunately we were we ended up being you know really relatively poor. Uh, I lived in 13 different homes from the time I was born until I was 17, and they were all apartments. As a result, I moved a lot, but I also got very good at setting up a little space or a little corner. And, I mean, I was a designer, honestly, at that age, right, with whatever wow. I had around me because I liked nice I like things that made me feel good. And so that, that experience stayed with me and is also another foundational principle in my Faraha method of joyful design that people deserve a destination that they can't wait to get back to or they don't want to leave because of how it nurtures them. And right. so I believe that if, you know, whatever your resource level is, 
okay? You can make something marvelous and magical out of virtually, quote, unquote, nothing. And that should start from the time the child enters, enters the planet, Right. Give them something that is filled with the nurturing energy. And another thing is my very first business, Latanya, was strictly kids decorating. And so the You're very kidding. first decorating business, I, no, I'm not. I drew murals on, I painted and drew murals on kids' walls in their bedrooms. So sometimes I would do animation, sometimes I do underwater scenes, sometimes I do plant life, etc. Um, and the joy, the pure, blissful joy when the kids would run up, and I, and I wanted them to touch the walls because it was about them exploding their imagination that this was in their space, that this is, this is how they, you know, it's it, it transformative. So I believe it's from birth. I personally um, I don't have an affinity for this uh, uh, gender identification color. Some people do, some people don't. I'm willing to do whatever the client feels is important to them. And yet I'm also willing to make some recommendations that can expand um, the way in which they may uh, be, perhaps maybe even limiting not only themselves, but the energy for their, for their, for their child. Well, I totally agree. With you. I have never been, even as a kid, I was never pink, Right. And I remember mm-hmm. people always because I'm chocolate, so they were like, "Oh, put her on pink, hot pink," and I and I totally get it. I am very um, responsive to colors and always have been responsive to colors. And so I, I just thought if I was a child, um, that what a color, what would colors, different colors and and movement. You know how you had talked about you like these textures. That was something I I, I li- literally dug about you when I saw you do your out. You did your outdoor space. I was like, who comes uh-huh. up with a freaking sidewalk or sketching on the f- <laughs> on the ground? I, I mean, th- your yeah. approach to this, beautiful. It, just from a video, I can't imagine if you were, if I was, you had designed them for that. But just from watching you on video, it feels like your rooms are alive. Like they sort of hug you when you come in. They speak to you. <laughs> um, I saw how you approach um you, I think you said in one of your videos you're very fluid and you just sort of approach it and you design it and you just move with it. Now, clearly, you listening to audience, Denise is so in touch with herself being because, I mean, that comes through and, and that level of attentiveness allows you to spill it over with your clients and help people discover that bliss, as I call it. Um, but um, I think when I think of um, you, Denise, I also think of what happens when a person is in their 70s or 80s. We have the largest population of, ba- uh, of, of senior citizens ever in the history of America. I noticed as my dad got older, he started to put family photos in the bedroom. Isn't that mm. interesting? Um, he had never had a picture of his mother and his brothers and things like that. And then I, I visited one um Spring and I was like, "Where is Daddy bringing all these pictures?" And so I'm assuming that we, our design, um, and our, um, our 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 style, everything is going to change with our age based on our call. Uh, I, I'm trying to keep up with you intellectually here, <laughs> but I do feel a sense of a calling. Right? Why we change? So mm. we don't design our, you know, we don't design our homes and leave them there for fifteen years. I hope you're not, because we've changed. Absolutely, so absolutely. Yeah. What are your th- What are your thoughts about that? Do you notice that with the aging uh, and how often should people refresh and the approach to it? I, you know, 
I hadn't given really any thought to that until you asked this question. And so I'm going to speak, I'm going to respond in two different ways. On the one hand, I encourage, first of all, I believe that um, families should have pictures of loved ones at all times. And I even swapped them out. For example, my uh, oldest living uncle passed last December, that just passed. I have a picture of him and his twin brother, my other uncle, when they were Cub Scouts in 1948. So I put that picture in a frame active and it'll, lay, it'll live there for one year. And so when someone transitions, I believe in honoring them through photo or some other means in the home. Okay. And so uh, I believe that, you know, and I pass these nuggets, if they, if people believe them to be nuggets onto other people who I design for, that you want to have that honoring energy and if, you know, it's someone that you value and you love because sometimes, you know, you have different relationships with different people in your family. Uh, and so on the one hand, that's a belief that I hold and um, we speak their names in, you know, that's sort of our current way we refer to ancestors or, or some people do. We speak their names and I also visually want to have their energy in, in the space. And then second, as, as folk, as we, as we become more wise, more veteran, more seasoned, um, I certainly believe that we pay more attention to the functionality of a space based on how we're aging, right? So, right. you know, if we used to have much low modern sofas and you know what, that's not going to work for these 72-year-old knees anymore, then right. I need to create, get different furniture that will make me still feel my sense of independence and well-being, but I'm not concerned about, you know, I can't really get up and down and I feel, quote unquote, old. And I put that in quotes because we're, we're just seasoning. We're just evolving. I don't right. really believe that we're old. Uh, the right. body is just doing its natural uh, evolution to its end game. And so I believe that you want to approach, but you still want to have the environment with things you love and uplift you. Because it is ultimately, I, the first question I always ask, no matter the age, how do you want this space to make you feel? That's the oh, first that's, question that's that I so ask. Good. So if you're that's 72 so or if you're 22 or if you're seven, how do you want to feel in this space? That's our compass. That's what's giving all the instruction to me as a designer. How do they want to feel? And then I go into functionality and harmonizing that. So I find that fascinating that your father began to pull that ancestral energy into his, into his space. Um, and that perhaps is, a, is a, the real answer is only something he knows, why he felt he had to do that. Right. But what's beautiful is he honored it and he did it. He did. And I have to tell you, he was a very, you know, he was an entertainer, but if only people knew how shy he was. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you said, show me pictures of the kids uh, and, you know, I'm standing there 50 and he has a picture of me nine. I go, dad, you ever going to change your wallet? <laughs> <laughs> but that is, you know, they say twice a child, once an adult. And I, and I, yeah. um, you know, my mother gave me my sense of style. And it's so interesting when I asked the question about blending too, because my father like hot pink and really bold, strong color colors. And my mother like simplicity, soft colors, but they made it work. My dad just had a rule in every room, yeah. which he was totally engaged in with design. He gets a wall 
<laughs> nice. Right. That's a beautiful right. compromise. So my mother, you know, during that mauve time, right? And so during that mauve season, remember everybody was doing mauve in the early 90s? Yes. Remember? It was uh, oh goodness! It was all this mauve, and then there was this hot pink wall. It's like that's daddy. <laughs> yes, yes, that's really a great compromise. But they made it work. They blended it and they brought it together, and I pulled from both. Um, and so th- that's very exciting. We're we're going to go to commercial in about two minutes, but I want to share your. I want your thoughts on this, and then after um, later, we're going to talk about. Um, Thrifty Fly DIY, and I want people to be able to contact you and you give me a deep dive in that space. You know, Maya Angelou used to say that she was so cautious about who entered her home and that if you came in her home and said negative things about others or you weren't um, you weren't positive, she would kindly in front of many say, please leave. <laughs> yes, I, I'm familiar with that quote very much so. And I have, I have, that is now my style, but I, cause I can feel it. You know what I mean? You can feel oh, yeah. when this dark energy, when people are cautious. And I always say, and I'm, I have a niece here and I said, what do you think of your auntie? And she said, crazy. I said, isn't that a wonderful thing? Because <laughs> that word is really identified. I'm just afraid of you because I don't, can't figure out how to connect. I don't, I can't figure it out yet. Right. But how okay. important is it to keep the camaraderie between dot design and and people coming in and who gets to come in your space and what rooms and you know I'm that person that burns frankincense and 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 things like that. What, what, share something. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, I got my sage in two rooms in my office in my kitchen. I I just need to. I don't even want my food odors. Right. I just really yeah, have to. Yeah. I I constantly clean. Now, Tell me about that and how that affects space. So I, I am uh, similar as Maya Angelou, and I'm quite um, protective about people coming into, into my sanctuary, into the nurturing space, into the nurturing zone. And so, but yet I also inter- like to entertain. And sometimes there are people who someone is, has brought along with them who I don't know personally. And so um, I, in that regard, I do cleansings, you know, in my space, burning of sage, burning of a particular aromatherapy types of candles to just renew the space and open all the windows, do a good old fashioned old country style airing out where I'm airing out all opening all the windows in the home with the with the goal of letting the air really truly circulate, you know, that cross ventilation and so on, because, um, you know, the home action, the home, I believe, also wants that it wants to it'll let you know when it needs the cleansing if that sounds too woo woo for people it just is what it is um but i too don't um if i believe someone hasn't doesn't have the right energetic mindset i really would i really would talk to them on the porch i have a lovely sitting area on my porch and it is a big deal and rock and talk it is a big deal we're going to go to commercial in just a few seconds but when we get back denise i want to now deep dive into the the thrifty fly DIY. I also want to talk about what type of clients does Denise Joy Hart like to connect with and what are the expectations and because you have a right also it's like me I won't take everyone that calls me and say will you you know help me design something a brand plan or do some work I pick and choose because I have to keep my energy up at a certain level you know what I mean Uh Uh uh-huh yeah 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 and that being said and done I want us to help 
you help them find you so they can help increase the capacity of their life. So when we get back, um, when we get back from the break, and thank you for joining all, everyone for listening to How You Living, but when we get back from the break, we're going to deep dive. I want to know more about Denise Joy Hart, Thrifty FY, DFY, all of it, all the alphabets. Okay. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The soul of enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with the replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to How You Living. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to howyoulivingshow at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome home, welcome home. How you living? Here with Denise Joy Hart. And host of Thrifty Fly DIY with Denise Joy on YouTube, that you can you'll find that you can also contact her. We're going to make sure we share our contact information because this show is winding down, um, and uh, be a part of one of her workshops. This is really a transformative show. It's one thing to get a house; it's one thing to turn it into a home, and it's another thing to live your best life in it, where it inspires you and you create a legacy, and uh, you celebrate. That legacy. Uh, before we went to break, uh, we were chatting, and uh, Denise, you know, I want to know what made you get to this certain point in life where you say, "I'm going to share my 
my talents. I'm go- I, I want to share this with the world. When did that happen? Because you are, I said, you're an educator, professional speaker. You're a highly educated professional woman. Where did it get to the part where you says, it's time for me to transform my life? So thank you so much for this question. And it, I used to say many years ago, well, when I'm older, I'll return to art meaning visual art. You know, as I said earlier in the show, this very strong, you know, gifting as a visual artist from a very young age. And so when the pandemic hit, it, like many people, it sent me into an introspective space. And I asked, or the question was asked of me in meditation, if it had to be that I was, this was my time, you know, what would I regret? Instantly, instantly, it was not fully fulfilling my gifting as a visual artist and then that, that, that practice through interior design instantly. And immediately I began to just start videoing me doing almost anything, sometimes something mundane. It seemed mundane to me like doing my flower beds, but that again is art. That is a craft there. And then it occurred to me, well, I need somewhere to put these videos and then Thrifty Fly DIY was born. You know, I had been doing interior design for people, I had, but it was just kind of, quote unquote, I called it, um, you know, behind closed doors. I wasn't even publicizing about it. I helped someone with the space. It was just second nature to me. And I realized very quickly that this aspect of my life was becoming a more dominant major purpose for me and that I wanted to honor it fully. And that's when I began to plan out how I would create a transition plan to make this become as fully expressed at the highest level that it deserved. And a Thrifty Fly DIY became a way for me to document and learn from my own process and help really millions of other people do simple things, get inspiration, be delighted, feel empowered, or, and hire me to help them actualize their vision. Okay. And tell us your website again. So my, my, my website is heart, H-A-R-T, that's my last name, heartofthecell.com, heart of the cell. I just wanted to reinforce that because this show goes on demand. And what's great about this is that it'll play over and over and over again and continue to hopefully build you your um, intentional followers, right? But uh, guys, when you check... Uh, Thrifty Fly DIY with Janice, Denise Joy on YouTube. She's covering everything from shower curtain wall art. Um, she's um, stenciling furniture, pillows. The backyard transformation is a, is a game changer. Laundry room, den, garage. Um, with the millions of people working from home office space, um, that number has increased. That's an important space also. And and you really have a wonderful, diverse um, diverse options of conceptualizing and approaching style. Let me tell you what I love about you most is that as a teacher, because you are an educator, it proves it. I mean, we can go on YouTube and you can say DI, you know, DIY and Millions of people pop up. Very few people define the steps. You share products. You say, why use this kind of painting brush versus something else? I mean, so for you listening audience, just deep dive because she's given you those golden nuggets where it cuts that learning off, right? You don't have to, you don't have to learn and say, oh, that didn't yeah. work, yeah. this number. I mean, you really, you are, you are a giver. 
She is not selfish about inspiring you to get it right and to do it right. You have a such calming voice. Um, and it's just really, really good. And I had a lot of options, but I was like, nope, I'm going to Denise Joy Hart. I have her oh, also you. on. <laughs> You're <laughs> featured in a couple of places. I went on your YouTube channel and I have you featured on How You Live In. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to continue to keep you featured on How You Live In. But, you know, we have about less than 10 minutes for the show. What I want to know about clients, we get to a certain age, we realize we get to choose, Right. <laughs> oh yeah we get to choose and so what is an idea client or where is a person at that really works well at your level of consciousness because you are a conscious designer this is on purpose like your thank, spaces thank you. literally grow people up into or take them to the next level Oh. Right. And and, and so, so you're gonna have me crying on your show now, Latonya. It's the truth though. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Y'all better go check this out. This is an audio show, <laughs> but this is a the visual and sensory experience. So what kind of what is your model client? I'm trying to figure out do I make the list? Go on, girl. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> well, you know, my 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 ideal client is someone who is actually first and foremost attracted to me as a designer. Number one, um, they they come to me either through a referral because someone has either already worked with me or they are a very great, significant admirer of my work, and they feel they feel that they know their friend or colleague well, and they say this will be a fit for you. So that's number one. They're already in some way attracted to me as a designer, as a person of integrity, as a person of, of high purpose. Uh, as a person who thinks uh, as a collaborator and a person who believes in reciprocity, I'm not there to dominate the process. I'm there to be a, a subject matter expert, expert who also invites your personal expertise. It's just that many people don't quite yet really know their personal expertise because they have not been invited to live over there, Right. They, they just aren't as in touch with it. So that becomes an attraction point when people even talk to me for a consultation and they say, wow, you know, in fact, the, uh, the uh, homeowners that I mentioned earlier for the mid-century mid modern home, they had interviewed four other designers and they said, you are by far the best designer we, we, we interviewed and they have worked with. If there's something about the way you lay out the process, you made us feel involved, and yet we understood you were in charge. Um, and I, I just come to recognize that there's a very delicate balance in that way. And nothing against any of my designer colleagues, but sometimes people, um, they don't really want the homeowner quite involved. You know, sometimes it's like, right. just let me do my job. Well, I can't do my job without you. And in fact, I refuse to do my job without you. So my ideal client wants to be in a reciprocal uh, experience, that there's something required of you because I can't do my job at its highest level if I can't get access to what I need out of you, quite, quite will honestly. You, so will we be seeing some live um, Zoom interior ideas or, you know, I need to learn this stencil or I can draw a little bit, but... Well, um, other people have said that, you know, other people have asked that question. And so I do have some things that I'm planning on doing some uh, sort of live intensive. I just need to figure out the structure and like how we'll long. We'll pay for it, girl. We'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. 
Um, so yeah, so stenciling is something that I absolutely love to do. Um, I, I said earlier, I love tactile things. I, I am fascinated by patterns. I mean, literally fascinated. I think I've loved mosaics since I was a very young child. So when I paint, I'm always doing something in patterns. Um, I'm definitely thinking of doing, uh, launching a wallpaper line around, uh, around my, my ideas. So it'll be marvelous because then people can bring some into their home and use that. And, you know, honestly, there aren't a lot of black designers who are in, entering that, that space. Right. We're waiting for you. Here's a question because we have four minutes. So here's a quick question. I I just want to know what you feel about this because I've seen, I guess, your outdoor space and you allowed us to follow you and you guys got to go get to that YouTube channel and check it out because it was it was just amazing. What is, you know, I believe that people always want to move out of their community because they like the way another one look versus being the change in their community, like brighten the corner where you Mm -hmm. are. What is your mm-hmm. thoughts? We're only got probably two minutes now because I'm talking too much. What is your thought about how exterior design impact the community? Oh, exterior design is absolutely, you know, fundamental to the way in which uh, a community feels. Always back to my main question. How do we want this room to feel? How do we want this block to feel? How do we want this city to feel, right? How do we want this neighborhood to feel? And so curb appeal, which is where the industry real estate refers to it, is absolutely essential. So we're talking about doing some pretty basic things like, you know, keep the area clean, neat, trimmed. If you have grass, cut it. You know, if you can't edge it, just keep things uh, but here's organized. but here's a question. When are we going to see Denise Joy Hart pots pottery? Because oh. I am sick of running around trying to find some pots that match my culture, my kenti, my mud cloth. Isn't my, that, isn't know, that, that marvelous? Feel. I got you. Let's just put it that way. I got you, and I got everybody listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> we will make it happen. We're going to make it happen because because we're looking mm-hmm. for you. We really are. It's a, it's a wonderful market. And I look at the, um, especially for people of color, that's not feeling a whole lot of love outside of their homes uh, uh, for sure. a whole lot of reasons. That's a political le- reasons. But, you know, so your home is where your freedoms felt, right? I was yeah. um, checking out yeah. High on the Hog uh, Discovery on, on, on YouTube, and it, it and it really drives home about freedom starts at home. And so as we mm. wind down to this last minute, uh, well, I want to thank um, Denise Joy Hart. Uh, as a reminder, check out Thrifty Fly DIY with Denise Joy on YouTube and check her out on Facebook and re-listen to this and, and let's look out for her um, extraordinary, passionate, authentic, uh, spiritual designs. And let's be a part of, um, we want to just thank you though, for really, you didn't have to share this thank with you. us. You could have, you could have just kept your home to yourself and everybody oohed and odd. But the fact that you're willing um, to share what you, your talent with the world, we are grateful for you and what you'll do to impact people's lives. That being said, um, Miss Denise Joy Hart, I just love saying that word. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Th- thank you for joining us and uh, welcome home. Connect with LaTanya live on Facebook and Instagram for resources, step-by-step workshops, product placement reviews, support, and more. Until we talk again, thank you for tuning in to How You Living. 
You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 